The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 169 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost a close one to the Sacramento Kings, who were led by De'Aaron Fox, scoring 43 points. And that was just too much for the Spurs, as we lost in San Antonio to the King. The one thing I want to go over is the score was tied 62 to 62 at the half, and we were only down by one, 94 to 95 at the end of the third quarter. But that fourth quarter, the Kings were just too much for us and led by De'Aaron Fox, and it was just a tough time for the Spurs. The Spurs' record drops to 3 and 9 overall in the season as Sacramento improves to 7 and 4. Drew, what were your thoughts about this one? Yeah, I thought it was a great game up until the fourth quarter, and De'Aaron Fox, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. And one of the best players in the league. He's averaging over 30 points per game so far. And the Kings are just shooting the ball very well. As in this game, they shot 54% while the Spurs shot 46. And 42% from three while the Spurs shot 41% from three. A good t- a good game from the Spurs just uh, fell apart in the fourth quarter again. Yeah, fell apart in the fourth quarter. And that just that made it hard for the Spurs. And, uh, you know, as the season starts going and this losing streak starts mounting, um, it's just things are getting a little tougher for the Spurs. But right now in the standings, we have now fallen to the bottom. So uh, looking at at lottery picks again and kind of figuring that and really understanding that this team is still super young. Let's listen to Coach Popovich's words out there this one. What what did you see from the guys in the comeback there? Uh, I I was – really pleased with their you know their effort you know we we you know in a situation where we can't make as many youthful mistakes as we make uh, you know we just played an experienced all-star a couple all-star guys in the playoffs uh, and it showed you know it showed but uh, the effort and the grind and uh, I thought Zach was stupendous he was just unbelievable but uh, they're all learning and it's frustrating as hell to lose but uh, you got to put it in perspective and understand what's going on. Uh, and I'll, I'll replay a lot of mistakes in my head, but I'll, I'll go to sleep. Jeremy's obviously playing his butt off. What is the um, kind of challenge for him to guard a guy like De'Aaron Fox on one end? And have to yeah, well, that's, that's why De'Aaron's an all-star. You know, <laughs> this is an education for, uh, you know, five, six, seven guys out there every night. Uh, and they're taking it all in, and as long as they're competing the way they're competing, uh, I think you know over time the mistakes will be reduced, that kind of thing. Hopefully, it'll result in some wins. All right, so that's Pavlovich understanding the youth and rebuilding. Um, and I know that's a constant reminder, but ladies and gentlemen, we have to realize the age of our Spurs team. So as we move on, we're going to go to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two for tonight? Yeah, so I think this has to be unanimous. As on my number one on the top two list is Zach Collins. 
I think, had his best game of the year so far. Had himself 28 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds, and 34 minutes shooting 10 of 14 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3-point range, with 3 steals and a block as well. So he was doing it on both sides of the court, and he was doing it all night. So Zach Collins is my number one on the top two list. Number two on my top two list comes with Keldon Johnson, who had a nearly triple-double in this matchup, had himself 21 points, 9 boards, 7 assists, and still a block, 7 of 16 from the field, knocking down 5 trays in this one. Those are my top two on the top two list. All right. Well, I also had Zach Collins as number one. I've really liked what he's done for the Spurs and just giving us that enforcer and that uh, tough man inside. But, yeah, really, really great game for him tonight. Um, then my number two, I had Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, the 27 points, nine boards. I thought that was, uh, you know, he, he's banging the boards pretty well. He also had two steals that were pretty key for the Spurs. So Vic was my number two. Let's get on to the bottom two. Drew, who are your bottom two? Yeah, for me on the number one on the bottom two list, I went with Julian Champagne. Um, he didn't have a terrible game. It was hard to come up with the bottom two in this one. So I went with Champagne as number one on my bottom two list. Um, nothing terrible, but he just didn't do enough. And number two on my bottom two list is Chetty Osman. His role struggled, um, went down a little bit throughout the year, but he only had three points, knocking down one three and turning over the ball once. So Chetty Osman's number two on my bottom two. Who you got? I had uh, Julian Champagne as my number one also. Um, just, you know, he's been getting the opportunity to get a couple starts here and there and hasn't really just gone off. Uh, he did hit a couple threes, which I was proud of, but uh, ultimately I, I think he could have done a little more. And then my number two, I had Jeremy Sohan, um, and I love Sohan to death, but uh, just the shooting was rough tonight, 3 of 11 shooting-wise, and him guarding De'Aaron Fox. I mean, that that was uh, – I know he's trying to learn with birth by fire, but that was a tough night for him with, uh, with how, how it went defensively, which is going to draw scrutiny, but that's fine. Jeremy Sohan's going to be fine. Um, so that brings us to the end of our top two, bottom two. After this one uh, – Zach Collins, let's look at our overall standings. Zach Collins moves into third place on the overall season, top two, bottom two. Uh, Victor Weminyama moves into sole possession. Sorry, he's tied with Devin Vassell for the most top two nominations. And then our bottom two, um, overall at the top of the list, still sits Doug McDermott and Malachi Branham. So, We'll always like to keep you updated on the uh, list as the season moves on, and that's where we are tonight. Now it's time for the segment of our show called The Question of the Day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Jeremy in Waco, Texas. Jeremy's question is, what is your take on the Jeremy Sohan at point guard experiment? Is it going well? Is it going rough? Could it be better? And what does the future hold? Drew, I'm going to turn that one over to you. Yeah, so that is a great question, Jeremy, coming in from Waco, Texas. Um, that is it's a hard question. I'd say he's been all right, a little bit inconsistent. He's a great passer. I just don't think he's a point guard. Um, he's averaging 4.5 assists on the year. And, um, yeah, it's after 11 games, after 12 games, I think – um, it could be a little bit better, but I've been impressed with his passing skills, and he's been getting rebounds and points as well. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I like what the Spurs are doing, actually. And 
most uh, inside-the-box thinkers, they're like, well, we need a point guard. We need a short guy that can distribute the ball. But some of the outside-the-box thinkers that have seen how some teams develop, I mean, nobody thought Nikola Jokic was going to be a point guard at the beginning of his career. Nobody at all. And, well, I mean, he's, well, he's pretty much a point center is what he is. And so other guys like that, just putting them in a role to succeed. That doesn't mean we may not draft a point guard next year. And it doesn't mean we won't develop a point guard. It just gives the Spurs, I've talked about this before on this show, positionless basketball. And I think that's what they're kind of aiming toward versus that traditional point guard type. And uh, I like to see what they're doing with Sohan. And there's nothing, I mean... For those that had playoff aspirations, I, I mean, I know we all did, and we all got excited after that Phoenix series. But I think reality starts setting in, and we're still a, a few years away as these guys need to mature and grow. And so I think it's it's going to be an interesting experiment, and it's nothing they're tied to. They, they don't have to do that forever. They can kind of see how it goes right now, and then uh, move on from that. But uh, I like it. I like that that they're trying it because ultimately the only other point guard you really have on the roster is going to be Trey Jones or Devonte Graham. And I don't necessarily think either one of them are the future answer. So mm. I think it's a fun thing to see right now. All right. Thanks for your question, Jeremy. Now it's time for this day in Spurs history, Drew. Yeah. So we're going to go back. We're on November 17th. The Spurs record on November 17th is 14 and eight. And the game that I chose was on November 17th, 2014, where the San Antonio Spurs killed the rebuilding 76ers 100-75. Leading scorer in this matchup was actually Matt Bonner, who had himself 18 points and 3 assists, got a lot of playing time against a, a different, uh, not-so-good-of-a-team. We had Danny Green with 11 points and 4 assists, Tim Duncan with 10 points, 10 boards, Corey Joseph with 14 points and 5 rebounds, Aaron Bain with 12 points, 9 rebounds in this one. The Spurs improved their record to 6-4. and four, And you'll be surprised, the 76ers record was 0-10 after this game. So, yeah, that is this day in Spurs history on November 17, 2014. Wow, I'm glad you shared that one from 2014 because think about the Sixers now. Think about that. This is nine years later. They did the same deal, and actually their former head coach is a Spurs assistant now, so... They did this rebuild, and they got a premier player, and they've been able to ride that success for, for quite a while. So you kind of see the bottom and you kind of see the top. Uh, I appreciate that one, and uh, it's always nice to hear when Matt Bonner's the leading scorer because I'm a big Matt Bonner fan. He's a, he's a good one. All right. that Thank you for the this day in Spurs history, Drew. Now it's time to preview our upcoming game. And this one looks to me to be very winnable. We have the Memphis Grizzlies rolling into town, and they have a 3-8 and eight record coming in. They're matching our 3-9 and nine record. What can you tell us about Memphis minus John Morant? Yeah, so minus John Morant, they're still one of the very youngest teams in the NBA. It's going to be a battle. The Grizzlies Spurs, their leading scorer has been Desmond Bain all year. He's also a great three-point shooter. He's averaging a little over 25 points per game. I really like what he's doing for the Grizzlies. Their second-leading scorer in their defensive force is Jaron Jackson Jr., who's averaging 19 points and 1.6 blocks per game. Um, I might Santi Aldama. I might have um, mispronounced that name, but he's having a pretty good year so far, averaging 14 points, six boards, two assists. And then Marcus Smart, who is questionable for this game, is averaging 12 points, 5 assists, 2 steals. I think this team is good, and they will be a tough matchup for the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Well, my prediction is I think uh, the Spurs are going to win this one. 
I got the Spurs winning by six, and my player to go off is going to be Keldon Johnson. I think he's going to have a big night. I think the Spurs are going to end this losing streak, and they're going to get back in the win column. Drew, what about you? Player to go off in prediction. Yeah, so my player to go off is going to be Victor Webinyama, and I have a weird prediction. I think the Spurs blow out the Grizzlies, winning by 28 points. I just have a weird feeling we haven't had one of those wins yet. So I'm going to go with the Spurs to win by 28 points. Well, I hope you're right. That would be a an awesome night and a great end to this uh, losing streak that we're in right now. As for now, that brings us to the end of the Spur of the Moment podcast episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back to you after the Memphis game to wrap it up and uh, preview the next one. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!